Welcome to the inner room, a space where we ponder the inner movements of our heart to find God by finding examples and instructions in daily scripture readings. The emotions in our hearts can help us or hinder us in our spiritual journey. Open your heart, explore your emotions, and align thoughts and emotions with God's plans for you. When we learn to feel and align our emotions, we advance in our prayer life by loving more deeply, remaining in peace more often, and finding courage for the journey of life. My name is Sofia Fonseca de Niño, and a big shout out to my son Marco Niño, producer of this podcast. Sit back or walk with us. You are most welcome here. We have four readings today, one from Luke chapter 4 that finds Jesus telling his native contemporaries and neighbors in Nazareth that they are hearing from Isaiah the fulfillment of the prophecy in their hearing, causing his neighbors to want to throw him off the hill of a cliff because they cannot believe that Jesus would say this in the city where he was born, the little the little village where he was born in Nazareth. We find then a story from First uh, Corinthians from Paul telling us in First Corinthians 12.31, very famous passage that talks about love. I know we read this at our wedding. It's read at many, many weddings. What is the connection between this reading and the gospel reading? Jesus is all about love, about curing the sick, about casting out demons, about multiplying for those that are hungry. He's expressing love. He is love. John tells us in the first chapter of his gospel that in the beginning there was the word and that word is love, that Jesus is love. And he um, is being thrown off a cliff by the people that saw him grow up. And that seems a contrast of amazing proportions. What is the first reading that we're going to tie together to these two today is Jeremiah chapter 1. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I dedicated I dedicated you. Jesus is born for this mission, just like you and I are born for our mission. We're not always going to be clear about that mission, we're going to find, have to find our way back into the desert, into a place of solitude with the Lord, just like Jesus did, to be alone with the Father, to clarify that mission for ourselves, to find the strength, the courage, to find that the presence of the Lord, that the glory of the Lord overpowers us and takes over our own ego and our own sense of self-importance so that with humility we can step into the mission that the Lord has for us. And... From the beginning of time, God has created us with that mission. And he gives us the tools to discover what it is and to put it into action. He gives us people around us, our parents, our teachers, our friends. Some are going to be for that mission. Others are going to be against that mission. And in that friction, we're going to be shaped. So in, in Jeremiah, we find that the Lord has determined that we have this mission and that the Lord has known that forever and that we will encounter fights. At the end of today's Jeremiah reading, we hear they will fight against you but not prevail over you for I am with you to deliver you, says the Lord. This applies to Jesus 
the very Son of God, the the Godhead made human, our Lord Jesus Christ, being God himself, is being fought against. They want to throw him off a hill. So how is this happening in your own life? Are you in the point where you don't know who you are yet or what you're supposed to be doing? You're not clear about your mission or are you already working out your mission and maybe you're finding opposition? The readings for today reminds us Remind us of that. The Lord has a purpose for us. And when others come against us, like we see in Jesus, they will be confounded because the Lord will deliver and win. What is our position when others come against us? Our position is to be people that know how to love. Because it, Paul says, if I speak in human and angelic tongues, but do not have love, then I'm a resounding gong or a clashing symbol. And if I have the gift of prophecy, comprehend mysteries and knowledge, if I have all faith so as to move mountains, but do not have love, then I am nothing. If I give away everything I own, I hand over my body over so that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. The priest in our church gave us a wonderful recommendation. Take a piece of paper and write all the things that are written about what love is and what love isn't and use that as an examination of conscience so that regularly you can go again against this list and say, love is patient. Have I been patient? Love is kind. Have I, have I been kind? And then on the negatives that we have is not jealous or pompous or inflated or rude or seeking its own interest or quick tempered or brooding over injury or rejoicing over wrongdoing but however rejoices in the truth, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things, never fails. We have a list then that says, have I been patient today? Have I, have I been kind? Have I been jealous or pompous or inflated or rude? Or have I sought my own interests? Have I been quick-tempered? Today was a very, very important lesson for me as I went through that list because I realized that unless I am speaking from love, my words are not heard because they're not used by the very best that they can be, which is to fulfill the purposes of the Lord. But if I'm using them to be pompous or to express something that is my own rather than the Lord's, then I am not able to reach an audience because there's a bridge that is all about me. And I was weeping about this because it's so easy to think, oh, I've arrived at this great thought, right? How am I using my words to really express love or to really express forgiveness or to really express patience and kindness? It's very easy to use them in a different way. So it really reached my heart today that this is a path for humility that I can practice much better than I have so far. We always use the uh, psalm to perfect our ability to pray because there's nothing better than to pray to God in his own word. And the psalm 79 says, I will sing of your salvation. I will take refuge in you. I will know that you are my rock and my stronghold, that, that I find my safety in you, that you're my fortress, that you save me from the wicked, which is what Jesus might have been praying as the people in his town are trying to take him off and 
throw him off a cliff. On you, I depended from my birth, from my mother's womb, you are my strength. We are reminded of Jeremiah's verses that from our mother's womb, the Lord knew us. And because of that, my mouth shall declare your justice day by day, your salvation. You've taught me from my youth until the present, I proclaim your wondrous deeds. Friends, whether you are on the place where we find ourselves reading in Jeremiah that the Lord has a purpose for our life from the time we were in our mother's womb and that if we are finding ourselves against foes, the Lord will fight our battles. He is Jehovah Sabaoth. Or you find yourself where Jesus is, that he is being fought, fought against, that he is experiencing this very fact we see in Jeremiah that others might rise up against us and it, that it might be precisely the people that are nearest to us, that it might be our best friend or our spouse or our boss, that the very person that we love or trust the most, our our uh, family, extended family, our neighbors, they may be against that very thing that the Lord has told us that we are supposed to be doing. And if that is the case, we can come to the psalm and ask the Lord to grow in us what love is from 1 Corinthians 12, that the Lord being our rock for our salvation, our refuge, the place where we find that the Lord is going to incline his ear to me to, to save me. In that place, I can then begin to practice that list. Am I being kind and loving? Am I holding grudges? Am I counting faults? Or am I being someone that rejoices in the good, that chooses the good, that speaks the good? Friends, let us go to the throne. Father Almighty, your word is alive and active and it teaches us the very things we need to know. I ask you, Lord, how can my words be more effective? And you said, be more humble. And how am I more humble? Read 1 Corinthians 12 and know what it is to be loving, to be love in action. That love is not just a noun, that is more than anything a verb. Am I being love? Am I love? Am I love personified like Jesus was? Lord, help us fight against our enemies, protect us in the precious blood of Jesus Christ so that we can find our purpose and get in motion to fulfill what you've defined from our mother's womb that is our life in the kingdom of heaven. We ask this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hello, this is Sofia Fonseca de Niño and I welcome you to this inner room. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under the Inner Room, Emotions in the Bible. And we would love to hear your questions, your ideas, or your comments. Thank you for joining us today.